to have a friendship fail for me felt like mm. such a big Heartbreaking. failure in myself. And yeah, what did I do wrong and things like that? So, you know, I think it really acceptance around that and mm. knowing that, okay, well, life changes and, mm. you know, you're not going to be besties for a lifetime with everyone. And that's okay. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Parenthood Pod, where our lives and stories aren't perfect, but very real. I'm your host, Leonia Kidanor, and every week I will bring you conversations that aim to smash the stigma on struggles we face as parents. Let's begin. Welcome to the show. Real talk. Hi, Liv. So good to uh, be with you again this week. What's the haps? How was your trip? I'm in a much better place than that last episode you all had to suffer through. I've had a holiday. I'm feeling good. Nice to just reconnect as a family unit. Where yeah. We did something different on this holiday. We typically go away with people, you know, other families or my parents on every trip. Mm-hmm. This trip we've just had the four of us, just the four of us, um, just to have special time with each other. And whilst, yeah, I would have loved mum and dad there to help with the occasional dinner or lunch, um, it's just been nice to have special time together, you know, just being present and away from the work computer, which seems to take up most of our time. Yeah, and also away, like, away from being the illness and the freezing cold oh, in Melbourne the bunks, and like getting some vitamin D. Sunny, and, far north Queensland, yes. Port Douglas, where, yeah, we love holidaying there. It's great for kids, for anyone listening. Yes. You know, they've got the wildlife park. They've got Hartley's Crocodile Adventures. You know, you can do breakfast with the birds. There's obviously the beach and pool, and it's very family-friendly. So highly recommend for anyone thinking about, yeah, a holiday for, yeah, a young family, yeah, highly, highly recommend. Yeah, it's so good. And it's such a circuit breaker, isn't it? I mean, we've spoken about this before around the fact that, you know, we live all live busy lives. We've all got a million things that we've got on our to-do list, but sometimes it is really important to just stop and smell the roses. Yeah, so, so important. When we're running as fast as we do, you've just, you can't keep, you can't, it's not possible to keep going. Um, So just nice to pause and catch our breath and get some vitamin D and, yeah, not be attached to work email all the time. So I actually said, and I, you know, big learning for me this time, like I said to my team, I'm actually uncontactable for my whole career. I've always been the person that said, Oh, I'll be keeping an eye on email. So if it's urgent this time, I said, I am not contactable. I will not be checking emails. Mm -hmm. If it is emergency, you can text me. Yeah. They coped. Yeah. More than fine. So also a good lesson for me that I have a really amazing, competent group of people around me and, yeah, they can, yeah, get on with the job. So I'm always like, we're not saving lives here. No. We're not in the medical profession. You've got to learn that. You just, you've got, you've got to remind yourself of that. Like we are not saving lives. That's exactly no. right. A hundred percent. I, um, I, as you know, we've kicked off the uh, segment in the podcast called The Vaults. So we've got lots of listeners calling in about things that are keeping them up at night, which is really good and really interesting because we can sit here and, you know, have a yarn and think about different topics to talk about, you know, every couple of weeks. But I think it's amazing, like asking our community, mm. like, what the hell is keeping you up at night? What are you stressed about? You know, um, so that's been really good. And we actually had someone call in recently about a topic that I thought, Liv, it would be fun for us to explore, um, less of a 
sort of a, usually the Volta mini episodes, but this one I thought, um, yeah, he brought up some pretty cool topics. So what I'm going to do is he actually um, flagged two areas that we can talk about. I want us to spend this episode talking about the first area around how friendships change yeah. once you have children. So let's cut to that recording. Hey, Lee and team, Lucci here. Just um, based on topics, I want to discuss with you folks uh, two topics that I think is uh, – Top of mind for us as new parents, uh, our little daughter's 18 months old, Gemma, been living in New York for the last six, seven years, and obviously <clears throat> different challenges, being in a big, crazy city, small apartment, and so forth. But I think, you know, one thing that we find as new parents that's totally different to what folks have been talking about is, I think it's in the new social life. Um, what do we mean by that? I think, you know, just basic things they took for granted as a couple, um, such as going out, going to catch up with friends, having dinners or, or lunches. Um, that's totally different now. Um, I wouldn't say it's a struggle. I think it's just a big adjustment. <clears throat> and it really depends on also your friend circle uh, in the city that you live in. So in New York, most of our friends, although they're coupled up, um, still not married, uh, or in relationships and, you know, some, some are living in separate apartments or, or just moved in together. So that's, that's a different stage of life than some of the friends back home in Oz. Um, and that's okay. It's just, um, when you have a, you know, I'm the two year old and everything's bound by sleeping schedules, you know, that's, that's one of the challenges that, um, we face. So, you know, friends, you know, having to be flexible or we have to be flexible or sometimes you just can't um, you know, go out to some of the things that you originally had planned for. And that's okay. I think um, it's all about sort of this new, new social life of, um, you know, hanging out with friends at a similar stage of life. That I think also, you know, living overseas um, without having immediate family around, um, whether it be by parents or, or, or siblings, um, that can be a bit of a challenge because, you know, as much as you want to pay someone for a babysitter, um, it's still a foreign person and, you know, there's a bit of trust issues there about building trust and, and rapport. So, you know, we do have daycare during the day, which is fantastic, nine to five, but um, in the evenings mostly, um, you know, it's a challenge to get out for dinner. So it's either one of the parents stays home or, um, you know, we just eat, usually just eat, eat, cook and order out at home. So, I mean, you know, like I said, it's not a struggle, it's just something different that you adjust to, but it, it sometimes it is it is interesting because you're living in a, one of the most dynamic cities in the world where, you know, people don't have dinner until starting dinner until 8, 9 p.m. Um, that, that has been a bit of an adjustment. All right, Liv. So that was, yeah, that was an interesting one mm. from a dad. First thoughts around what he said. Uh, first of all, Luch, love your reference to folks. Y'all folks. How y'all folks going with this? I just, I love folks. So great. Love that. First place to start. Okay. Back to the actually the actual content. Uh, our life's different now, isn't it? Like, mm. I think that's just the reality that we're not 25 anymore and we, you know, remember when it was Saturday and, you know, you just send a text to your friends to be like, so what are we doing tonight? What are we doing? Whereas yeah. now we have to plan six to eight weeks in advance. Like, that's just, <laughs> oh. I don't know. It's so hard because, yeah, mm. I mean, I do, like, ask me the question. I miss my old life. I miss yeah. how social I was. 
I, yes. yeah, love freedom. I love silence. I love being able to do whatever I want whenever I want to do it. It just yes. doesn't work like that anymore. So it doesn't work like that. We, I think, yeah. yeah, we really, the first place is probably just acceptance and then yes. nothing's going to change unless you change something. Remember my tattoo? Talk about that lots yes. on this podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's just about making time to do the yeah. things that are really important and what fills your cup up. And yeah. being, you know, Lee, you're fantastic at this, you know, scheduling, you know, catch-ups and dinners and parties, you know, yeah. milestone moments and opportunities to bring people together. We might not do it every weekend, but if we do it yeah. every six weeks or every three months or even if we get it done, you know, two times a year, yeah. then, yeah, we're doing a good job. I don't know, oh, what were your reflections? Oh, absolutely. And I think, I mean, first first of all, when he mentioned the fact that um, so they obviously have their child, but mm. a lot of their friends don't have children yet, mm. right? So I experienced that. I mean, you, to, I guess, to some mm. extent as well, Liv, yeah. where we were one of the first to have children, yeah. or at least I certainly was in, in the friendship group, friendship circle of, you know, obviously we've got lots of different um, friendship circles, but I felt as though of my closest friends, I was one of the first. And then what I felt was a huge amount of FOMO because I was yeah. stuck to this little newborn and everyone's like, oh, you know, I'm watching on Instagram, oh, I'm at this fabulous mm. restaurant or off I go to this fabulous place and I'm like, oh, well, I want to do that too. And meanwhile, yeah. I'm sitting there with my child being like, can't Love anyone else be like chained to a baby? <laughs> so that was hard for me because I have such FOMO and, uh, you know, we're both very social yeah. people, you know, so that was a big adjustment. And now I feel there are so many more of us that have children and so I'm feeling it has changed, less. hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like it's changed. Like on a Saturday, I'm not thinking, oh God, what am I missing? out on anymore, but I'm the I was. only person at home. Yeah, yes. You know, like, did you experience that when you had, you know, Bub's first time, re- like, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I told everyone I went into retirement, you know, that yeah. was, you know, Liv was hanging, hanging up her party shoes because it was yeah, like, you did, yeah. like, did have to go into retirement for a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. We were probably in the front pack of, yeah, yeah. having, Children. One of the things that I did was entertain a lot at our house. So I could still see, you know, a lot of my friends. We'd do dinners or we'd just do takeaway and people were fine with that. And people would come and lob over and I'd be able to put the kids into bed. We just had to find what worked. New ways. Um, And yeah, for the most, you know, people might even come here for pre drinks and then they'd, you know, I'd stay here and they'd go out, you know, whatever typically you know, worked. We just had to do things that were different and kind of be okay with it and and make sure that, yeah, we were creating those opportunities where Mark got to go out with his mates or I got to go out with the girls or, Mm. you know, just doing those times. So you did feel like you were still participating um, and finding other ways to connect in. Yeah. I'm not a big phone caller or a texter, but I probably had to do a little bit more of that to make sure that I remain connected with, yeah, my close group of friends. Yeah. And that's, I think it's, um, it's a good point you raise. Like, even if you are just tapping into the front end of the evening and then I guess the next day you don't have the hangover that everyone else has. Like, I I just, it makes me like, I shake at the thought of hanging, having a hangover with kids. I've done it one too many times and I've learnt my lesson. There we go. I've said it. I have learned my lesson. I just, oh. it's just, it's brutal, isn't it? So yeah. 
and t- completely and, different ball game. And working full time, you know, the weekends are precious. You know, you can't, you know, to go out on a Friday night and then spend yeah. half of Saturday in bed. Yeah. You know, Tommy would be like, Mummy, it's daytime. Why are you still in bed? You know, the yeah. guilt really eats away at me. So Big time. Yeah, the blowouts yeah, are very few and far between now. <laughs> oh, 100%. And scheduled in, as you said, yeah. eight weeks in yeah. advance. We need to get, get a few in the diary, actually. Yeah. Anyone who wants to come, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to know, did any of your friendships change when you had children? Like anyone in your life that you kind of went, you know, things started just shifting a little bit for you? Oh, look, I think certainly friends who didn't have children, perhaps we didn't see each other as much. You know, we might have caught up very regularly, but it's become, you know, once, what was once, maybe once a month is now twice a year. Um, Doesn't mean that they don't love me any less and I don't love them. It's just finding the time and, you know, the short windows that we have. yeah, uh, are less. Yeah. I mean, I was always very conscious, particularly around friends who perhaps were single or were even in a relationship and desperately wanting a baby and, you know, having a, a hard time to conceive. I was very mindful and conscious yeah. around yeah. that because, yes. you know, we all, you know, grandparents are guilty of this, right? Every time they catch up with their friends, oh, look at, look at Henry and look at Johnny yes. and oh, isn't he so cute? Like that's, it yes. becomes all that, you know, their only reference point. So yes. I think that's a really good thing to be mindful of, mm. but also not being shy about it because I know all of my friends who don't have kids or, you know, mm. they want, they love me and they, you know, yeah. love my children and they want to hear about it. They just yeah. don't want to hear yeah. about it over the, the five course meal, right? Yes. <laughs> And it's actually interesting that you reference that. And I don't know, I don't know if you feel comfortable with me talking about it, but remember when we were both um, kind of in the stages where we're sort of looking mm. to fall pregnant and I fell pregnant first and then you mm. fell pregnant mm. soon after. Mm. Um, our kids are only a couple of months apart. But I remember that initial feeling when we were catching up for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so excited to tell you, but I also, and, you know, I think other people can relate to this when they've got, you know, friends who are in yeah. similar life yeah. stages. I'm like, I just really hope this doesn't come across like, you know, yeah. and make you start thinking, oh, I still don't have yeah. a child and I yeah. want that too. Like yeah. how did you receive that? Do you remember that discussion we had when I first told yeah, you? Yeah, I do. And I I think I was aware enough and I know you so well that I knew that you would be feeling like that. And my first, mm. of course, my first place was absolute joy for you. Mm. But second of like, let's be real, like there was yeah. that that pit in my stomach that was like, yeah. when is it going to be me? You know, yeah. uh, you know, why isn't it, is there something wrong with me? I was very much in those early stages. You know, I was very lucky to fall pregnant. Yeah. Very shortly after. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's real and, mm. you know, great friendships are very aware of that and it's such yeah. a good thing to talk about. And, you know, we had that conversation around, you know, how I was feeling and how you were feeling and, yeah. you know, everyone's very much doing it together. You just have to be so connected and, yeah, openly communicating about how how you're going in your own personal journey, which can be hard at times. It's very raw, very, very raw. We've been friends for like since high school, you know, since year seven day, you know, ages. And yet even that, you know, you're still kind of just working through new dynamics, Mm -hmm. right? And even speaking about high school friends, I mean, you know, we had a very, I had a very close friend where um, I, I guess, so she didn't have a child. I did have a child. I guess I wasn't able to put as much into the friendship that 
I used to be able to do and we were very much in each other's pockets and because of that our friendship sort of fell apart a little bit and Mm. I felt as though there may have been a little bit of resentment from her perspective that I wasn't giving her as much but I was giving her everything I could you know with the time and energy that I had and so it is one of those ones where so for me yeah a couple Mm. of uh, actually two instances where very close friends um it's just all of a sudden our friendship spun on its head as soon as I sort of had a child because, and you know, because I wasn't able to sort of yeah. give as much. And I think that's a real tester to a friendship I when you've had right. been friends for years. I can actually you know? think of two conversations with friends where I've mm. had to say, I, I'm sorry, it's not that I don't love you or care about you. Yeah. I just don't have the time. Like, I'm at yeah. Pussy's boat. Like, I cannot give, give you any more. Like, yeah. if you want more, yeah. I'm impossible. Like, you're going to have yes. to look elsewhere because yeah. I can't give it yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and that's been a good, that's a good thing to do. Like if I think, you know, to anyone who's feeling like that or feels that a friendship has changed, I think having, you know, if it's a very close friend, then a close friend would want to talk about it and it's much better to, yeah, have the conversation rather mm-hmm. than, you know, allow, you know, a drifting of, yeah, ways, I think. Absolutely, because if you don't say it and then the silence grows for too long, then it's very difficult to mend. Very difficult to mend. So, yeah, I mean, it is sad. And I I remember, I mean, there was two very close friends that that happened with at the time. And I remember thinking, God, I'm already so hard on myself as it is to be, you know, the best I can be in the different areas and facets of my life. I'm like, Jesus, have I really failed these people too? But I guess there has to be a level of kind of, compromise and understanding. Even in myself, I started, I got to a point where I was like, look, this is what I can offer right now. And I can't feel bad about that. Um, You know, the days where we spoke every day and I knew exactly what you ate for breakfast, you know, and yes, in our twenties, that's what it was like. Those days are over now. And even us, I mean, we've had a lifelong friendship and we'll text, you know, maybe once every couple of weeks if we're lucky. But I know that, you know, and I do that with a lot of my very close friends, but I know that you're all there for me. It's really changed. Yeah. It's, it's more about quality than quantity now, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. You know, we, you know, in your twenties, you're like, I just want to be popular and have lots of friends and mm-hmm. as many friends as possible and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Now, you know, I'm lucky to count, you know, on one hand, yes. you know, my closest friends who are my ride or dies. Yes. And, you know, there are certainly, you know, the, the additional circle that no, yeah, that I care about them. I just, yeah, it's about how you cut up your time and prioritise at this point in time and find opportunities to connect. Yeah, big time. And I think, you know, to your point around, you know, you're not big on the phone. Is I'm a big text, like not a big texter, but I think that that's yeah. the way I kind of, yeah. if I can communicate with my friends, it's usually just a quick text here or there. Um, but it is, yeah, it is a real shift. And so for this person who called in, you know, and the other thing that they mentioned was it's not so easy for them to get a babysitter because their family mm. aren't based in New York City, you know, and that's another big one for us all. Like even more recently, and I spoke about um, a few episodes ago when I was in Greece about getting a foreign babysitter to look after our child while we went to a wedding. Um, and that was hard, right? And and it was hard because now Noah, my oldest, is nearly four years old. Yeah. He understands. And it really, like, it, I have to really do a huge amount of work up front if I'm going to get a Tell me about in. the process. Tell me oh, how so you went like, what were the steps yeah. you took? So, well, I mean, for example, I've got a dinner coming up in a week's time, right? And I, I'm 
I, it's with some, my usual nanny's not available and so it's her one of her besties and I feel comfortable because it's mm. recommended to me. So fantastic. Bestie lives down the road at her yeah. parents' house. Already I'm kind of like, yeah, you're vetted. I'm yeah. fine because I feel yeah. like, yeah, comfortable about that. However, next step is getting my toddler comfortable with yeah. you. So I have a play date set up for her and Noah. Now, Charlie will be at daycare, my two-and-a-half-year-old. He'll be at daycare that day, but Charlie typically with the dinners will put them both to bed and Charlie will typically sleep through. It's Noah who will often get out of his little toddler bed and run back out and be like, mum, oh, it seems a bit weird. Where are you going? Where are you? What are you doing? So he's a lot more sort of, so he's the one I have to get over the line. So they have a little play date set up. I've, I've spoken to him about this probably for the last two weeks. Oh, you know, you know, George's friends and one of her best friends, Mm. they go to your school, actually. Mm. They used to go to your school, you know, anyway, it's her best friend, her name this and so she's going to play with you and, I, and I'm like you can show her your puzzles and maybe you can yeah. go to the park so he, I'm wording him up okay. and the best time I find to do that is after he's had his bath and we're just putting cream on him getting him ready for bed and I'm like aren't you so excited to mm. be with to be hanging out with this new person in a week's time and now he's at the point where he's like when am I going to meet her I'm so excited oh, right because good. I've been planting the seed so he will meet her and then at least start okay. becoming familiar before she's even babysat yeah, that's a us. that's a great thing to do um do you think if you didn't set that up and you just went cold turkey which is typically how i've done babysitters i'm a very trusting person sometimes i wish i wasn't do you think he just if he was to wake up and find a stranger in the house it would just be he would lose it he would lose it and he know yeah so even in greece obviously we had no idea about it was a neighbor she was 16 years old i'd never met her in my life and i was like oh recommended through airbnb okay I'll meet with her first so she came and met with the boys and I was like she seems harmless I could also I met her dad at one point and yeah. stuff. so I was like I'm starting to feel a little bit more comfortable mm. but it's still a risk yeah. right but I pretended to know her as though she was my best friend okay. because I felt like he needs to feel comfortable so when she yeah. was around I was like oh and aren't you so glad that so-and-so is here and she's going to read a book to you now and so he fed off my energy and mm. so then when he she was with him in the evening so what ended up happening was he woke up we were about to walk out the door and he sees her. He'd met her before, obviously, because we had the play date and he he got all excited. Oh, can we read a book again? And I said, okay, you can read one more book. Charlie was asleep, you know, and so he felt comfortable. So that's kind of been the process because, and the the hardest part now is though, they often say he doesn't want to go to sleep because he's so excited that they're there, right? But better for him to be excited than to be nervous AF, you know? I think that's so true. You know, I think that's right that Noah's looking to you as just Tommy because they're at the age of mum, is this okay? Safe. And yeah, you do have to give them that level of confidence, but God damn, yeah. yeah, you've got to know in yourself that, yeah, this is the right thing. Absolutely. Yeah, really Particularly challenging. like the overseas one was the real kind of risky yeah. business. I feel like some, for some reason, being back in Melbourne, friend of a, a friend of my usual nanny, yeah. I feel a lot more comfortable with. Yeah. However, yeah, they really do look to you to be like, are we all good here before they get on yeah. board? Yeah. Have you, have you ever had sort of had a foreign person? Yeah. In Port Douglas, in Port Douglas, yeah. we got a babysitter. So for the second time, so it's through. You know, a nanny group, the you know, yes. Cairns Port Douglas nanny group. Yes. Um, the first experience I had, you know, a year ago was outstanding. She texts me every 15 minutes. The boys are fine, you know, yeah. sent, was sending me photos. Right. So given the experience was so positive and I was so nervous about doing it, yeah. it gave me a lot of confidence to do it again this yep. time. Um, this time rather than night because similar, I, w- I was 
too stressed about Tommy waking up and, yeah, losing it if we are out yeah. for dinner. So we did a lunch. Um, yeah. So Harry was asleep and Tommy, you know, um, whether he dozed off or not, I don't know. But, you know, yeah. it was there was more to do. They could do more activity-based rather than, yeah, be worried about a uh, mummy and daddy going to come home at night time. So yes. we just did something slightly different. But, again, an amazing experience and, mm-hmm. yeah, can recommend uh, that group to anyone. I think as well, that's probably not a bad idea. Starting, it, it is easier during the day to some extent. So what happened with us was we had the babysitter in Sifnos in Greece for two nights in a row, given the wedding events. Yeah. Um, that from then on stuffed up his sleep yeah. because as in from then on, he would wake up when we were, we were mm. all together for the next week and a half. He'd wake up and be like, are you still there? Are you still there? Even though he was excited by the babysitter, even mm. though he didn't want to fall asleep, it's almost like he's just testing it now. He's like, no, no, no. I know that you disappeared when I was asleep the other time. So I'm, mm. I'm sort of checking. And he, and I wonder if that's maybe how we've got into this cycle of him now yeah, waking perhaps. up a lot. It, it was never that way before. Like oh. I felt so smug about the fact that we always had the babysitters, the kids would sleep and mm. off we went. But now we've got a nearly four-year-old and the two-year-old, it's it's a different ball game. It's just so always mummy and daddy are coming that. home. Like I'm constantly right. saying that to Tommy. Yes, yeah, mummy and daddy same. will come back. Yes. Mummy and daddy are never leaving you. Yes. I mean, mummy has. I mean, mummy goes on holidays and goes to work. and But mummy's yeah. always coming home. Coming back. Yeah. Yes. Is, is the main thing. Yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of working out yeah, what their anxiety or their worry is and just trying to really target it. Yeah, I think for Noah, he's like, oh, great, this could be a great opportunity if mum and dad aren't here for me to stay up. <laughs> he's worked it all, it all out. Like, he has. Too God, smart for his God own love good. Him. He's like, God, no, love like, him. Uh, you still like, there, mum? Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to go watch YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, and I, like even for the um for the first time when we had the babysitter in the in Greece, yeah. um, he, as I said, we were about to walk out the door. He sees the babysitter. He wakes up. He sees the babysitter, and I'm like, okay, one book and then dead. So we go off to this um event, and the event happens to be like three minute walk from our house. Mm. So at like you know an hour and a half later, I was like, let me just walk home and just double check that she's all good and that the boys are all good. Noah's still up. Oh, he's dead. He's Greece there, time, mate. Doing like doing like puzzles with her, and I'm like, didn't we say like one more book? Oh. And he, it looks at me all sheepishly, and he's like, oh, but P- Penelope and I were having so much fun. Oh, and my I was goodness. like, I'm like, Time did Penelope get into mate? trouble? Like, no, <laughs> she was like staring at me, being like, well, what I do you want me to do? She did, uh, yeah. And because there was a language barrier, yeah. because she only spoke Greek as well, and I like my boys understand, but can't speak. Yeah. So she was just kind of agreeing with everything that. <laughs> So he just takes them for a ride. Like, this is what I mean. So I think every other night he was like, oh, good. I might be able to, like, stay up all night and have a little party if my parents are out. Oh, my goodness. So I think I've got problems. Like, can you imagine when he's a teenager? Like, Liv, we're going to have dramas. (laughs) Cut from the same cloth as his mother. He'll be the one filling up the uh, the empty, you know, he'll oh, yeah. finish the wine bottle and fill it up with water yeah. and place yeah, it back yeah. in the cup. Yeah. That good old like vodka no one will ever know. <laughs> one of my friend's dads used to put a permanent texter line. Texter, I've seen Do you that. remember oh, that? You yes. might even know which friend I'm talking about. Shout out. Uh, but I don't know if that stopped us. I feel like we yeah. still drunk it and fill it up with water. But it did up stop us for a good amount of time. So hot tip once you've got teenagers, get that permanent texture and put those lines around those slicker bottles. Oh, can you? Oh, and, like, look under the bed for all the empty oh, yeah. bottles. Remember, Or like, over the back fence. <laughs> 
<laughs> he should just do a javelin throw with a, a black bag of Woodstock cans and yeah. whatever else. Cruises. I think mum and dad found them once. They're like, oh, someone's had a party. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't me. I have no idea. No idea. No me. idea. Definitely wasn't me. Oh, it was Vic. Oh, I feel like as well. So, and like even just speaking of that, obviously this is a point, I mean, we've got young children, right, you know, two, three years old, like toddlers ages. So um, I feel like we get, we do, there is comes a phase where we do get your life back. You know, you were sitting here going, oh, we do miss those days. You'll get it back, but it's almost when they become a bit more independent. And I wonder when that would be. What do you think? Like how old do they need to be? Like, Late oh. primary school and you get your life back? Or when do you get your life back? I reckon probably pre- sooner than... Yeah. I think you've just got to find the right network of support around you. But once they're less dependent on yeah. us, yeah. yeah, you're probably right, sometime in primary school. Yeah. But, you know, if any parent I talk to now who's got adolescent or teenage kids just says it's still hugely challenging. It's just yeah. that the challenges are very different. Different. And sometimes a lot bigger than yes. but you're sleeping more generally unless yes. you've got a child who opens, you know, escapes at nine o'clock at night and goes yeah. out partying at fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah. yeah, I think yeah, you just just got to survive. That's what we're in. Yeah. Just got to adapt. Just got to do what we can and find time for ourselves. Absolutely. I think um, in closing out, like, you know, here we're talking about more the friendships and how our lives change. And they do say, you know, what is it? Friends for a season, friends for a reason and friends for a lifetime. Oh, mm. oh what is it? Something like that. Mm. And I think, I don't know, that I'll can't be true. any more don't, true. Don't, don't look at me. <laughs> Everyone, how good was that? Just curtsying. <gasps> I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But, you know, like, and I think that's what we probably have to accept, you know, particularly on the friendship front. There are some friends that you'll have for a season of your life, which yeah. which just is just amazing. Yeah. And I know I've had to grieve some friendships. I mean, we all have along the way because for okay, whatever reason. I get what you're saying season, now. Yeah. Friends you know for I a mean? season, friends for a period friends of time. Time, whether it was when we were at lifetime. Friends yes. for a reason. So, like, so many mum yeah. friends. Like, we've got new yes, friends. That's right. New friends yeah. as a result of having children. Yeah. And then friends for a lifetime. You yeah. and me. Like, yeah. You can yeah. kind of, like, float the right, you know, you ride the waves together. But, yeah. you know, and I think the one thing that uh, for me was really acceptance around that because, mm. as we said earlier, in our 20s, we wanted to be best friends with everyone and we mm. wanted to be cool. And even though, even if we weren't cool, we thought we were cool, you know, and <laughs> we like were all trying. those things we are trying. <laughs> and I think, you know, to, to have a friendship fail for me felt like mm. such a big failure in myself. And, yeah, what did I do wrong and things like that. So, you know, I think it really acceptance around that and, knowing that, okay, well, life changes and, mm. you know, you're not going to be besties for a lifetime with everyone and that's okay, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think that's a good sort of take. Yeah, we're all evolving. Every, you know, whether you've got children or not, everyone's life, their own maturity, their own interests, it's an ongoing journey. So, yeah, yeah nothing's meant to stand the test of time. Some will, but others won't. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, guys, hopefully that was helpful and made you feel a little uh, better about maybe some of your changing friendships too. We'll catch you later. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave us a review and share it with your friends. Want to contribute to the conversation? Hit us up on Instagram at Parenthood Pod and join our Facebook group. Coming up next week on The Pod. As soon as my wife became pregnant, the door to intimacy basically closed. The two of us were inseparable. 
We couldn't keep our hands off each other. And the last thing that I could have imagined at that point was that I would end up being in a, a sexless marriage. That's kind of where we've ended up. Until next time. Thanks for listening. The Parenthood Podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we produce on, the land of the Wurundjeri people. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging.